love, love, lust, lust, and battle soul. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the best adult podcast that the internet has to offer. It's your boy CEO Hayes himself, and the one, the one that has the weapons of mass destruction herself, Miss Lovely AJ Badass Jones. What's going on? We're talking about the weapons of mass. Didn't we get enough of that on our our Twitter discussion this morning? Like seriously, we're going there right now. I mean, I'm that. just saying. Have, I'm just. Ladies and gentlemen, I have no weapons of no kind of destruction. I'm a very good and godly child. You, hear me? Well, you 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 don't have weapons. No, you do have weapons. You have you have the, the good good mm-hmm. vagina, and then you, and then you have and then you have that mystical vampire pussy, and then you have the the tongue to end all tongues. So I don't want to hear that shit. No, nobody remembers about any of that stuff. No one knows what you're talking about at all. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Tell that to your DMs. But nonetheless, (laughs) (laughs) we are moving right along. Uh, We're going to start just so I won't forget. And these are great reviews. So I want to make sure that I read them. We're going to start off the top. So we have two new iTunes reviews, both five stars. Are you ready for it? Absolutely. Oh, I'm excited. All right. (laughs) So the first one is titled Simply the Best. This one came in. August 23rd, so just a few days ago, uh, and it, it reads, they claim to be the best adult podcast around, and I would say that claim is absolutely true. Where most adult podcasts rely heavily on comedy, this show blends together superb production quality, intelligent and insightful conversation, and humor. It just doesn't get any better than this. Damn. Isn't that dope? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm clapping from both spots, both locations. <laughs> and then the second one, this one came in on the 27th. So this was just a few days ago as well. This one, the title of this one. So as soon as I read this, I started cracking up. The title of this review is knowledge, laughs and orgasms. Oh, exactly. So the, the body of this review is the best grown and sexy podcast around funny, knowledgeable and entertaining as hell. No other podcast blends it all together like AJ and Hayes. While other adult podcasts rely heavily on jokes, shock, and humor, this podcast does more than that. Education and humor, there's no no blend like this. Keep it up. Oh, yay. Yay, us. Woohoo. <laughs> Just Those amazing. Are really great. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Su- superbly dope. Um, but yay. okay. <laughs> so I wanted to start that off uh, with the reviews. But the, the first topic we're actually going to discuss today, and this is one that I have, is AJ, I don't know about you, but I have drawn the, land, the, the line at this point in the sand that if anyone questions me about anything on social media, the conversation's ending right there. I'm not I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not I don't care who liked my picture. I don't care who left an emoji under my picture. I don't care whose picture I liked. Don't ask me why I don't like your pictures. If you're if you question me about anything on social media, I del- I'm literally going to look at you and I'm going to change the subject and ask you if you saw the most recent uh, news on sports or the weather or something like I'm not doing it in 2018 going into 2019. I will not 
at all explain anything that happens on social media unless someone posts a nude picture of me or or saying that they're fucking me and has video evidence i don't care what anybody says i don't care what anybody posts i don't want to hear nothing that anybody comments suck my dick that's my thoughts on it what about you Oh, dear. You know what? I I have to say that I back you 100 percent on that. Um, People forget the point of social media is to engage socially. The pictures are posted on Instagram for people to comment on, to like to even, you know, if you want to get into banter with somebody underneath it or whatever the case may be. That is the whole point of social media. Like you have people who are in their feelings for the wrong fucking thing entirely. I remember we had talked about kind of touched on this before. And I said that there was there was a guy that had his page up and every comment that a woman made under and none of the comments were disrespectful, mind you. Things like, you know, oh, good. You look good or, you know, keep up the hard work or, you know, like, like putting up like the muscle emoji or whatever. Me said this man, woman, in wife, come under every woman's comment. They say, oh, that's my husband. Oh, you don't have to like leave those kind of comments. Oh, he's already taken. You better watch yourself, sis. One comment she said under this woman's face, she told her her husband straight legit. Oh, dead that conversation. Dead that bitch. I don't know why she's over here making comments. So me just kindly write, but before I blocked her and unfollowed him and blocked him, I kindly wrote back. If you feel that strongly about it, take his pictures off Instagram, put them in a photo album and keep them so you and you alone can look at them. Because what is the point of social media? Just chip it. And then people want to get into arguments about the foolishness because it's like, okay, CJ, when I look at your pictures, if I comment and say, you know, oh my God, your beard looks amazing or great smile or whatever the case may be, I don't expect no one to contact me and ask me, why am I like, why are you liking my man's pictures? Or if it's you, CJ, me and you are in, in as a couple or whatever, I should never come to you and say, yo, why did you like that girl's picture? Something going on between the two of you? Like, it's not that fucking serious. It's not that serious. Not that serious. People are, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I support, I support fully what you said, really and truly. Oh, man. Okay, it's okay. just, yeah, yeah. It's just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just over it. I'm just tired of it. Like, n- nothing. I, I mean, I'm, and the, the thing is, too, and it's, this is something that I don't say to like boast or I'm not trying to sound like Hollywood or anything, but at this point, um, with a few of my shows being on the radio, with live shows, with, with everything, like I am a, a small media personality. And the thing is, is that I do have to engage like part of what makes my podcast so great is engaging with my listeners. And I'm going to do that. Now, if someone steps out of line, then of course, I I mean, if someone says something that's just completely off base, then I'm going to say something. But I don't want to hear nothing about why somebody liked my picture. I don't want to hear nothing about why someone commented I'm sexy because I am sexy. All that matters is like, I I don't want to hear it. Say it again. I am to to quote what song we ended the podcast on last week. I'm a sexy motherfucker. So you expect to get it. So, hey, it is what it is. But but that's the thing about it that people um, don't understand. It's really funny. Like with me, when I when I start talking to someone, you know, in in the beginning stages of, of getting to know the person, I right away say to them, are the pictures that I post an issue for you? And they're like, no, I like your pictures. Okay, if you and I potentially become a couple, will the pictures I post be an issue for you? Well, you know, if we're together, I don't really see why you need to continue. Okay, and that for me right there is the end of that discussion. I can't entertain that. One, I don't post nudes. I per- yes, and we have this thirst trap conversation. I post provocative pictures. I post provocative um, content on my page, but nothing ever over the top. And my responses to people who like or comment under my pictures are always the same to every person, and they're generic. If you didn't have an issue with it when you started liking me, you shouldn't have an issue with it, period. And the reality is you and I are out there in a way that some people aren't out there. So if, if it's somebody who's more sort of like a background kind of person and you date somebody who has a little bit of limelight around them, 
that's something that you're going to have to contend with. And you need to figure out within yourself whether or not you're able for that journey. Because if you're not, you need to bow out and sit on the sideline and watch somebody else do it. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I I completely agree with that. Like, I'm 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 just over it. I'm I'm really over. It. And some people look so heavily into social media, and and it's like. Yeah, fuck all that. If anyone who knows me, like really, really knows me, knows that I really can care less about attention. Like, so for for you to let something bother you that I really in in the large part, if someone is like fl- try, attempting to flirt or whatever on social media, like I really don't give a fuck about it in general. Like I will I will say thank you. I'll leave an emoji and I move the fuck on. And, you know, I mean, that that's just what it is. So. But that's the funny thing about you, because I like when I look at your posts and stuff like that, and of course I troll and I go through the comments, I'll even say for you, eight times out of 10, you don't even respond. Like unless it's somebody that you know and you're familiar with or it's something that catches your attention that's a little bit quirky that somebody wouldn't normally say, the majority of the time, 90% of the time, you don't even respond. So I don't know how anybody could be upset about the fact that it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Sorry, it's just dumb. It it very much so is, but enough. Let's let's move off that. AJ, let's get into what we came here to discuss today. What what you got for okay, me wait. off the top? Oh, yes. So before we start, like into our heavy stuff, I want to thank Mercy. Mercy, if you're listening, I know you're listening. I love you. So Mercy sent me a picture of the game on um uh what do you call it? Something about something Friday with the Mandem, where they post the sexy sexy pictures of themselves. Mercy mm-hmm. loves me. And I know I really know Mercy fucks with her heart. Mercy sent the picture to me and I swear I almost dropped my phone and came all over myself. That man is a beast. And it's funny because she says to me that, you know, she never really considered it before, but when she seen that picture and she looked at it, she's like, Yeah, now I understand what AJ's talking about. So Who? Mercy, big up yourself. Who we big talking up about? Yourself, the game. You remember oh, last week? Oh, the game. You said the game. I'm thinking about an actual game. You're talking about the rapper. Okay, I got you. Don't say it with such disgust in your voice. Say it with love, please. Hello. No, I mean I don't love the game. I mean I love his music, <laughs> but I'm not gonna say it with lust in my voice. Like the, I just I just had to remember who you were talking about. My beard's better than his, by the way. But I would we, I can get off that. Thank you. Nobody's talking about all that. But Mercy, big up yourself. I want to send a shout out to you and thank you for sending that. By the way, I don't I don't know what Mercy's been doing. I don't know. if She like bays and cocoa butter now, but her skin has just been looking like like it's 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 serious. I I just want to lick her face in a completely non-sexual way. Like I just want to lick her face because it looks like it would be some fire cocoa. Like it just like seriously. like I you know, it, like it's like smooth caramel. When you see the commercial where they're making the caramel candies and they lay it out and it just drips smoothly, I thought she. Yes, looked. exactly. Like Mercy's, whatever you're doing, Mercy, you need to give out your skincare line uh, to other people because I know a couple of people who can use it. Um, okay, and then there's another weird thing I wanted to talk to you about because you know you and I talk about pretty much everything. So uh. I've been finding as of late that my pom pom doesn't fit in the crotch part of my panty. Because you're carrying a goddamn moose knuckle around. Like, that's why. Hi, hi. We're not discussing that. We're just saying, for the ladies who have a, a slightly flesher lower region, I would I would like for people to just comment and, and give feedback. Because I know for guys, it doesn't matter. You don't care if the pussy's dropping out of the panty because it's sexy or whatever the case may be. But for women, it's very frustrating. Because it's like, it's like either it's trying to suffocate you because it's not big enough and the part is wide. Or, you know, the, the panty fits on your body and, and, and everywhere else, but then the, the, the cotton part at the bottom that's supposed to cradle your palms, it's not. And your vagina is falling out of it. CJ, I think that at some point in life, we need to go into, like, an underwear line and and produce underwear that are big enough to hold a fleshy vagina. What do you think? 
hey, I'm, I'm I'm all for creating anything we can create. So you know what? Get on it. Let's design it. Let's get it out here. I can think of a couple people who need to model it. Don't ask me how I know this. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think we can do this. Oh, dear. So I would really love to hear back from anyone, any woman out there, any female out there. Um, please let me know if you have the same issues. And if you buy panty from someplace where it holds all your vagina and all your good, good in one place, beg it, please share the secret with me, message me. I will spread the word to other women because I'm, I can't be the only person that's frustrated by this. Like really and truly. Okay. I mean, so that you, was my, a, you do have an awfully flesh. Never mind. Um, okay. Hi. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> You're looking for a beating so early in this podcast? Seriously? Ooh, you going to beat me? Okay. So question number one. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, if you're dating someone who may interact with your children at some point, should you let your ex know about that individual? Or at what point, and if any, should you let your ex know that there's someone new in your life that is important to you? Yeah. Um, if somebody's going to be around the children, we do have an agreement in which that we actually sit down and, and have dinner together with that person. And that's just a mature thing to do. I can understand for people who, who don't, especially if you don't have, depending on your relationship with your ex, but yeah, absolutely. For where we are in our current relationship, yeah, absolutely. She'll, she'll have to meet them. I love you. And I love her. That's very beautiful because a lot of, a lot of, um, divorce divorcees they don't have that same level of maturity and they don't want oh i don't want no bitch around my kids oh i don't want no nigga around my kids like they just go into a place that's just so unnecessary like they're not expecting you to fall in love again or they're not expecting you to find happiness again like they want you to sit down and be miserable for the rest of your life and just do nothing but raise your kids like you're not supposed to have your life continue and go on so i commend both of you i think that's very it, it's admirable and it's it's a beautiful thing that's the way people are supposed to co parent yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. And I think some people will will look at it like, well, that's my ex. I shouldn't have to tell her what I do. And it's not it's not about that. Like if anyone's going to be around your kids and share space and um, just just interact with them, I think that it's fair for the, the parent, the other parent to just know who's going to be around their kids. I'm not saying that they can say if they don't like the person, you would say, well, I don't like them. They can't be around my kids. That's a whole different thing. But just as a um as a as a courtesy, they should know who's going to be around their children. I agree. I mean, like my ex and I, we we don't do that anymore because the children are are grown, like they're grown grown. But when they were smaller, we had that sit down, that same sit down conversation, and agreed that if either of us start dating, it's important for us to let the other person know who is interacting and involved with our children. Because if it's going to be like that, that that thought of it takes a village to raise a child. If there's somebody else helping to raise you know, my ex's children, his son and his daughter, it would be important for him to know that and important for them to have um, an amicable relationship. They don't necessarily have to be friends. They don't have to go out to the bar and drink together, but they need to be be able to be amicable and, and um, to be acquainted at least. So when there are events like birthday parties where, you know, everybody's going to be together, that there's no hostility, that there's no bad vibe, you know, what I mean? because at the end of the day, that kind of stuff is bad for the kids. You know, when you divorce somebody or you, you break up with somebody, the hope is that you find love again or that you move on with your life in order to be able to teach your children those healthy kind of values and strong relationship building values. You have to be able to do that yourself and not hold on to bitterness because your relationship with that person didn't work out at that point. It's not about you. It's about building a healthy foundation for your kids. And if you are seeing somebody new, that person has to be involved in that process as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. hundred percent. Um, okay. So here's a question for us. Um, AJ and CJ, I want to be spontaneous with my girlfriend, but she's very much an in the bedroom only kind of female. 
I've seen lingerie that I'd love to get for her. There are playful sex games I'd like to try with her, but she's not open-minded enough. How can I best approach the situation with her so we can have a more explorative sex life? CJ, this is all you. I mean, I would say, as we say with most things, and I don't always like defaults and everything to that. I would, I would talk to her about how much it means to you to try new things, um, and not, and make sure that you're doing it in a way to where it's not like you're judging her or coming down on her for not doing it, but just let her know how much you really want to do it. Um, and then you can introduce it slowly. I wouldn't say go right into like public sex at a restaurant or something, but like just, just, <laughs> just figure, figure out, figure out a middle ground, something that. You know, it, it's maybe just tiptoeing into it that, that you can convince her to do or convince her to try and then try to build out from there. I mean, it's all about getting her comfortable. And some people, especially with sex and, you know, they, they do become very routine in, in just what they're used to. Um, you kind of have to slowly introduce stuff um, to her. And that that would be my, my best suggestion is to first have a conversation get something that you can agree you guys can agree upon to to try just once and then just see where it goes from there if she enjoys it then you can then you can continue building out from there what about you aj i absolutely agree with you i I actually don't even have anything to add to that i think what you said was spot on i mean if you were me i'd just choke the shit out of her and let that happen but everyone isn't me he's not trying to go to jail (laughs) could you imagine (laughs) They're weird, and their first interaction is him choking the shit out of her. Yeah, no, no, no. My friend, whoever you are, don't listen to CJ, please. Don't save up no bail money for yourself and try don't choke nobody. Don't do it. That is hilarious. And very badly. (laughs) I know you're all prepared for if she dies, she dies, but I don't think uh, this person is is quite ready for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, different strokes for different folks. uh, What am I going to do with you? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) This next question is a question to me, but um, I'd actually like you to answer because it, it, I think it definitely needs a male perspective. So it says, AJ, as a woman, when having sex with a man, do you find that he pleases certain parts of your body more than others uh, based on the physicalities of a woman that he likes more? I.e., if he's an ass man, he focuses most of his pleasure and time around your, your ass or if he's a breast man, he focuses more of his time and pleasure on your breasts. Okay. Um, in my personal experience, I do actually think that that's true. Like, I guess it's, it's, it's just sort of, I guess part of the natural course of like, okay, you know, you appreciate and love all of a woman's body, but if she's got a fat ass and you're into fat asses, that is going to be your go-to. You want to squeeze it, bite it, lick it, kiss it, suck on it, twist it, turn it, bend it, finger it, plump it up, do all those those things. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, it, I think at that point, it's for the woman to say, you know, I would also like if you did, if you sucked on my breast a little bit longer or if you played with my vagina a little bit more or if you bit my neck or whatever. Um, I do find that men get stuck on the part of the body that they like the most, but it doesn't mean that they're not coachable and it doesn't mean that you can't help them um, in their exploration of the other parts of your body or even help them in exploring the parts of your body that are more sensitive to you and that you like having stimulated more. CJ, do you think that's true, that men focus on the part of the body that they, they most like? No, I, I I can only speak for me. I I I will lick everything, especially if it's like my woman and not just like we're just not having sex. I'm, I'm an ass, leg, thigh, and foot man, but I will lick everything. Okay, but with saying that, and I get it, do you, do you, I hate you, do you pay more attention to the things that you like? So, for example, do you spend, like, say on a, on a scale, you have 
you have 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Break up the 10 minutes according to which body parts you would spend time on. Would I mean, you give equal amount of time to each? Or if you say, like, the ass gets five minutes, the feet gets two, the thighs get mm, two. No, I, I, watch other, I watch how their body responds. Like, I, and I've said okay. that before. Like, everything with sex with me is, it like, as much as I like certain parts of the body, like, I, I've... I think I've said this a few times is like sex for me is as much about seeing the pleasure come across somebody else and watching how they react. So I watch if they react like very strongly to me licking their nipple or or nibbling on their nipple, then that's what I'm going to do. If that's getting the reaction out of them, it's not just about what body part I like the most. Um, Just when they get off, then yeah, I'm definitely going to be grabbing some ass, but yeah, I mean, so I try, I try to, I try to watch their body and, and then I react accordingly. Fair enough. I can respect that. Um, so I was listening to uh, like a short video on Instagram and this gentleman was talking and the basis of what he's saying is this. Women always say they want a great man in their life, but oftentimes she doesn't feel adequate enough when a great man comes along. And so she does everything within her power to sabotage the relationship and push him away. It's often easier for a woman to deal with a man who is lesser because that man who is lesser will always be grateful to have her as opposed to having a great man where she actually has to stand up and be accountable and bring something substantial to the table. What are your thoughts? I think that we do have a culture right now and I'm going to say all women, but a lot of women, especially like based off the social media age, don't like to be held accountable. And it's funny because I saw a post the other day and it was, uh, what was the question? It was why when relationships go bad, people automatically assume that the man did something wrong. Um, and, mm-hmm. I, and again, I, I don't want to generalize that every single person does that. But largely, yes, it, it's assumed that he did something like if if AJ, if me and you were dating and you walked and said, well, me and CJ broke up, I think immediately most people would be like, what what did he do? And it, yes. it's and, you know, um, so, yeah, it, it is a nature of, of I think that a lot of people assume that just because niggas ain't shit like that whole culture that it has to be them and if you tell a woman how she makes you feel then it's oh uh he or he's too sensitive or and and it's so funny because i and i i think i tweeted this other day i thought it maybe i I deleted it because i didn't want uh to hear the mouths but women all day will talk about how men aren't men anymore but then they also support like I, I call it the sissification of the men or like yeah. you judge men for when they do, they are open and are do talk to their emotions and they do have good communication. It's, Oh, well men, men shouldn't, most men wouldn't trip off that. Well, if you wanted most men, then you, you, you wouldn't be single. Like if you wanted most men, then you wouldn't be sitting there talking shit about men all day. Like it, it's funny, the difference in how people, how much people say they don't want people to be like most men, but then the mo- the, the moment that something's different or you do find someone who's, like I said, more in touch and more open with their emotions, then that's a problem. So I, I kind of right. agree with that. I think from, from my end of it, you know, in, in talking with my female friends, um, the thing I hear is like, oh my God, I met this really great guy. He does this, he does that. He has all this th- these things going on for him. He's wonderful. He's great in bed. He's a great kisser. He's very considered. He's very kind, et cetera, et cetera. What's wrong with him? That's the question they'll ask. And I'm like, what do you mean what's wrong with him? He, nobody's that perfect. Nobody can be that great. Like right there, you're sabotaging yourself and sabotaging that relationship because you've already put into your mind 
that something has to be wrong with him. Like he can't just be great in his own right. So my question always back to like people who say that is, okay, so why does there have to be something wrong with him? Again, the response is because nobody is that that good. I've never met a man that's that good. And I'm like, well, maybe this time you have. Like if you stop fucking around with the fuck boys and open up your your door to somebody who actually is worth it, you might actually find that there are a lot of really great men out there who are interested in you. Um, I find as women, sometimes we we take the easy way out in terms of relationships. Sometimes we settle as the easy way out in terms of relationships. Um, you know, and, and I, I sing the song all the time. Like a lot of women just want to be Mrs. Somebody, you know, and if the person is less than they are, they feel like they will always be on a pedestal. They'll always be worshipped and nothing could possibly go wrong because he'll just be grateful enough that he has me in his life and he should just be happy and satisfied as opposed to trying to, you know, work it out with Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fabulous, Mr. Great, and actually rising to the occasion and act- actually rising the bar that you set for yourself to a higher standard. I think as women, we forget that. Like, we are deserving of somebody who's fantastic and fabulous and worships us, but not for the wrong reasons, not because they can't do any better and I'm the best that they're ever going to have, but, you know, to be with somebody who genuinely loves and appreciates you and wants you to succeed and pushes you to succeed and, and pushes and forces almost that drive within you as opposed to somebody you, you know like you're with that's they doesn't maybe they don't not necessarily that they don't have all their shit together but they're just not quite as ambitious you know if you say well i just don't feel like doing they're like well babe you know you don't have to just do anything as opposed to a great guy like cj if it was you you'd be like no i really think that you need to do that because it would help you in xyz ways and you always talked about wanting this so you would help to motivate and and, and push her do you know what i mean it gets tiring hearing these kind of conversations and, and sometimes like it really makes me think that you almost have this group of women that are are going to be like career single women, you know, like you have lifelong educational people, like they just keep going to school and keep getting degrees and they don't actually do anything productive with the degrees. I think that you have women who are starting to enjoy singing the song of singledom. And it just, it's crazy. Absolutely. And then it's funny because it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's women who enjoy like, like you said, the singledom and singing that song, but then there's the whole pick me culture where there's women who like will post that, Oh, well, all these other women do that. This is what I do. And then they don't know what the fuck to do with a good man when they get one either. Like it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. So I actually wanted to discuss something with you that you had posted. It was a question that you put up on our um Love Less Than Badass Soul IG page, and I think you had tweeted it as well. Okay. Um and it, some of the responses were really interesting to me. So it says someone anonymously contacts you and says your significant other is cheating. But the person has no details and offers no other information other than that. Do you believe it and run with it or do you question it? You want me to answer? Oh, yes, please. And thank you. Oh, I mean, <laughs> the, the thing with me is like if someone contacts me anonymously, I'm automatically going to assume it's bullshit. So I will look at it. I'll probably mention it to my significant other as a, hey, guess what email I got? Like, not as a, like, I need you to answer this. It would be like, guess what somebody had the nerve to send me and laugh it off. Like, some shit like that, I would literally look at and crack my ass off. Like, that. that's that's what I would do to that shit. Um, I, and I think that anyone who, if someone would contact you anonymously and talk about whatever they, they claim your significant other is doing and has no details, um, the first thing, even if, if you believe it, if you have an inkling that that to me either means you're insecure or maybe there's something that happened in the past. But if they can't produce details, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah, I agree. Like mine even goes farther reaching than that. You haven't identified yourself and you have no information. 
So you've already wasted two minutes of my time having me look at this shit and read it and probably read it a second time to just say the fuck. Yeah, the the simple fact that you, like I would have more respect for it and give it a little bit more thought and maybe even bring it to my significant other if it was even if you identified yourself as saying hi my name is Kate because then I would be like boss who's Kate he'd be like I don't know no Kate and then I would say to him oh this came to me today he's like that's some bullshit I don't know anybody named Kate whatever the case may be but the fact that you were you were are unwilling to identify yourself. And you have no, to me, that's some kind of bitter person who's trying to get into your head and trying to sabotage your relationship or trying to fuck some shit up to make you actually start to second guess what's going on with your significant other. You know, when he says he's at the office, is he actually at the office? You know, now I'm thinking, okay, well, how come he goes to the gym every day? You know, is he, maybe I got to follow him to the, no, that, that cut people, people will come into your life and, and plant seeds of um, discord in your life because they just want to see the melee that ensues thereafter. If you haven't identified yourself and you haven't given me any details, you need to go take that pen that you wrote with and stick it somewhere where the sun doesn't shine and twiddle with it because it, you're wasting my time. Yeah, sad. It's it's just sad and ridiculous. Yeah, but you know what's crazy to me that you actually have people who they enjoy this kind of fuckery. Like they oh, yeah. enjoy starting some shit about nothing. There Suck was a, my whole entire dick. That's what I have to say. To that. that might take a while, but you know. <laughs> but um, speaking about that, uh, you had sent me something um on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you can pull it up about the woman who, uh, it says, "Ladies, what what was the thing that made you sit back and say to yourself, oh, bitch, we might be dickmatized.'" Do you remember that post you sent me? Did I send you that? I don't. Yeah. That sounds like something I will send you. <laughs> okay, so this woman named Diva Monroe responded, and her response was, "He was married, and I wanted oh, him to." Oh yeah, my I do remember this. I'm sorry, I remember yeah, the I, response more so than the original post. So yeah, I, I fully remember. You want me to read it? Yes, please, because this, this this hits home to the point of saying that you have people that are sitting out there plotting to fuck up your relationships and drop some fuckery and drama in your life. So this woman commented. He was married and I wanted him to myself. I sent his wife some flowers with our picture in the card. They divorced and he refused to fuck me. So I catfished him for months and he finally invited me to a hotel. He gave me some angry dick but blocked me from his entire life. That's just crazy, man. That's, that is ridiculous. Crazy. That takes crazy to a whole other level. Yeah, absolutely. Because Thing she got out of that situation is some penis and that's it she should feel she should feel shame she should shame but 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 that's just crazy that, and like you said and people people will will think and i and i can kind of understand a little bit they'll think like well why would somebody contact me if, if it wasn't going on and there are some people that legitimately are miserable and they just want to like they just want what they want and they don't mind breaking up your relationship to get it and i'm and i wouldn't never generalize and say like every everything that comes to you, you should think is just somebody trying to break up your relationship but do realize that there are people like that who uh to quote uh 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 alfred from the dark knight that just want to see the world burn like and it's yeah. sad i like that that's a very good quote i like that what you're dropping some knowledge in there from man oh yeah <laughs> oh. yeah um this next topic that we're going to discuss um it's something that i read um so it's a gentleman that wrote this commentary and he says, I used to think that sex in a marriage was sacred and the best relationship slash communication building intimate interaction a couple could have. Then my wife, after we got married, then my wife spent years telling me how much, how meaningless sex was to her. 
And so now I am living in a sexless marriage and I don't know what to do. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so some, some people sex doesn't mean that much. Like the, the it, it doesn't, some people are fine, absolutely fine having sex one or two times a month, maybe even less than that. And to them that, that is satisfying them. Um, I think that if you're with someone who that satisfies them, but you need more to be satisfied and they're kind of just like, oh, well, once a month is fine with me, it should be fine with you. Um, then you have a deeper problem because at that point they're there, it's not even just about because they're getting satisfied. It's about them not caring Ooh. about satisfying your needs. And that just breeds a bigger problem. Yeah. I remember on um, one of our previous episodes, I had talked about uh, somebody that I was friends with. His name is Marcus. And Marcus had been in this five-year relationship similar to what this man is talking about. And every like I think over the course of five years, they probably broke up four times, let's say, until he was finally done. So every time he broke up with her, she would come back with the wearing the sexy lingerie, sucking his dick all the time, fucking him all the time, cooking these elaborate meals to make him happy and all this kind of stuff. And then when he finally came back into the relationship, everything went back to the way it was. She's wearing her track pants, her hair's up in one all the time. You know, um, once in a while she'd cook. A lot of times they're eating uh, takeout, um, no head, and very rarely ever having sex. And so I remember saying to him at one point, why do you stay? Like, you're not engaged to her and she's not your wife. She's your girlfriend. And not because I'm trying to break up your relationship, but like really and truly, why are you staying? He's like, well, I love her and she's a good person. And I had to say to him, because a person is a good person doesn't make it that they're the right person for you or they're a good person for you. You know, you can let her go on to be with somebody else and find happiness and greatness with somebody who's okay with mediocre mundane sex routines and and eating out the majority of the time and all that sort of stuff if that's not what you're about why would you settle for that you know um i think it's really sad and and i'm i'm gonna say this <laughs> probably at the risk of getting blasted but whatever um i feel sometimes like as women when we get into a, a long-term relationship if we get married we feel like we've done our job we've done our duty he's mine now he's locked in I don't need to do all that other bullshit anymore. I don't have to wile him up and be sexy and be entertaining. I don't need to do the striptease dances for him. You know, I don't need to cook the good meals for him. Like whatever I make, he'll be happy with. And whenever I give him pum pum, he'll be happy. That's not that's not how it works in the real world. And a lot of times, and not that infidelities are right, but there's some justification for it. If you're if you're not meeting the person's sexual needs, or you've even duped them into thinking that this is how sex is going to be once we're married. That's just wrong. It's better you show who you are up front and let the person decide that you, it's fine with them than to pretend you're this 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 sex goddess and then two twos you guys are married and you're turning into like, you know what I mean? Th those little treasure trolls with the crazy looking hair. Wow. That is hilarious. <laughs> but I feel you. I no, completely agree. I don't know. Like, I feel bad for him because I'm thinking like, okay, well, you know, so what do you do? Like, do you stay with her and have a, a woman on the side or... You know, do you tell her like you don't want to do this anymore? Do you, you beg and plead and implore her to have sex with you more? And then if you do that, then is, is she just having obligatory sex with you? Like it's meaningless, you know, there's no passion in it. There's like, what would you do? What would you do, CK? What would you do if you were this man? I wouldn't stay. Like after a few conversations and if I completely and convey to you how unhappy I am and you're not willing to budge at all, like I said, just because it's satisfying you and you're not willing to try to change or kick it up to even three times a month, like 
even then I personally wouldn't be satisfied, but I'm just saying in general, you're not willing to budge off, off just your satisfaction at all. Then no, I need to bounce because I guarantee you that if you're that selfish with sex, then it bleeds into other aspects of our relationship. And that point, I don't have, I don't have time for it. Here, here. I completely agree. I completely agree. Okay. So moving on to, I'm not sure if this is going to be our last item. I don't know if you have anything else. I do not. Okay, so this will be our last item. Um, It's a meme. It's not a lengthy read, but I'm going to read it to you. So um, I was dating a Mexican man once. I always ask men I date about their first love. So I asked him. He told me that his first love was a girl in Mexico and he had been crazy about her and they were so close. But he could not marry her because she came from a wealthy family and he did not have the money to give her that kind of life. I immediately started saying, but if you loved each other, that shouldn't matter. Love is all that's important. He cut me off and said, don't get offended, but only you black women think like that and it's not good. If I love her, why would I want to offer her a lesser life than she was raised with? What kind of man would I be if I took a woman from all of her comforts and what she loved in life from where she was, she wanted nothing to give her a life where she now had to do without. I was raised to believe that a man does not want, does not do that to a woman he loves. If I really love her, then I want what is best for her in her life. I want her to have everything she has now and even more, if that's possible. And if I can't give that to her, then I should be content that somebody else will. The response was, I actually was offended, but only because I realized that he was right. And suddenly I realized how foolish my way of thinking was. CJ, your thoughts? Yeah, that's idiotic thinking. Uh, if you love someone and they love you, then you guys find a way to make it work. Um, I can't stress enough. Think- oh, sorry, uh, go ahead. I, I just can't no, stress just, enough. You don't think that- <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I, you don't think that he should leave, he should leave the woman alone. Like if he's not able to provide her with what she's used to having, you think that love should conquer everything and he should stay. I think he should let her decide instead of deciding for her, because if he lets her decide, she may decide that all that shit doesn't matter to her because she wants to be with him and they can make it work. But to just cop out and say, oh, I know I can't give it to her, so I'm just going to leave. You're robbing. And we, we say this and we usually say it with like cheating or whatever, but you're robbing that person to make the choice. To, to make their own choice on what they want to do. And that in any aspect, regardless if it's cheating, regardless if it's being together, regardless if it's something as simple as robbing them of a choice to decide if they want chicken over beef, you don't take someone's ability to decide away from them. Right. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, I, I can also see his perspective and I don't know, like I, I think from a cultural standpoint, um, I don't know. It's it's almost like if you know that you can't offer the person anything other than love and you live in a one room shack, you've got, you know, a minimum wage paying job and, and that's the best that you can offer. I can see on the flip side of that how that would come across as being selfish. Hmm? Yeah, I can understand that. But I mean, you got to let them choose. At least I feel I mean, I, I understand. And I, I honestly think his mindset is very noble. I don't want to uh, like come down on, on his way of thinking at all, because I, I can understand that. But yeah. I mean, maybe all that stuff doesn't really matter to, to that person. So I, I just I always think you need to let them decide or not. It's cool to be prepared to let them go if if they are not ready to let those luxuries yeah. go. But if if they are prepared, then be with them, love them. 
That's what you need to do. Life's too short. Yes. Words from the Hayes himself. <laughs> okay. So I completely forgot this at the beginning. I got follow-up feedback from, okay. So remember the scenario we talked about last week where the woman was dating a man that wasn't prepared to leave his wife, but they were no longer, they were divorced, but they were living in the same house for the sake of the kids. And he mm. had this back and forth relationship with some, okay. So I got feedback from that. Um, so it says, uh, in response to the episode from last week, here's the information that CJ kind of asked for. Um, my friend and the man met at work. Hold on. They met at work and his wife also worked in the same building as them. To everyone else, the wife and the men are together. He doesn't post her on social media, but they still have that they are married on their status on Facebook, even though they're divorced. And the wife tags him in things on Facebook all the time. They do things together with the kids and very much appear to still be together, which is why my friend uh, is kind of over it now. He keeps assuring her that they're they're not having sex. And the only reason that they're staying together in the household is because of their child. And they want to provide a healthy atmosphere for their child, given the fact that their youngest is, is six, only six years old. Um, it says that the man doesn't ask, hasn't asked her to wait for him. Um, and she does date other people, but it's kind of like, when he feels that she's starting to be distant because she's showing more interest in someone else, he starts to tell her how much he wants to be with her and how much he loves her. And if she could just be patient, everything's going to work out. Um, she has asked him several times what's going on because she just wants the entire truth so she can make a decision. But he keeps telling her the least amount of information possible and just keeps reinforcing or reiterating how much he loves her and he wants to be with her and that things are going to change if, she's, if she can just be a little bit patient. I still stand by what I said last week. Me too. That doesn't, that changes nothing. Right. (laughs) The fact still remains, however it's playing out. I mean, the reality is you're living in the house with a woman, you know, anything could happen. You guys have emotional history. You have sexual history. You have mental history. You've got children. Like there's so much stuff going on in that crazy situation that you throwing yourself in as another variable is just absurd. Like don't do that to yourself, especially if you know that you have dating options and you can actually date people who don't have these kind of attachments or issues. Why would you keep yourself in this situation? That doesn't make no sense. Yeah, that that goes back to what I said uh, last week when we talked about this. It's still her. She's choosing to stay. So she chooses that. Then don't blame that on on whatever. Like it again. And all this did was kind of prove that he's not really like pulling the wool over her eyes. Um, as far as like the least amount of information, I I don't know how he can tell her what's going on and then the least amount of information. Because like to me, it, it sounds like for for me get, taking this in is that he's telling her that they're just doing it for the kids and she's taking it as well it has to be more than that if that's his truth and what he's given you then that's his truth R- regardless if it's a, a crack pipe way of living or not like he's giving you his truth it just seems like she thinks that there's more that's going on and it may be but it may not be at the end of the day you know the situation you know he's living with this man i mean this woman he's not hiding that from you if you can't deal with it and you're dating other people why the fuck regardless of how he tries to sweet talk you you're 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 deciding to still deal with that. You know the facts. You know it at least enough of them to make an informed decision. If you choose to stay around, that's on you. I personally wouldn't, but you, you, I mean, you're still making the decision. You can't blame what you're choosing to do on someone else because at the end of the day, you can completely close that door if you need to. And I hate it when people act like they can or say, well, he keeps coming back. You know how to block motherfuckers from everything. Everyone does. You. If you really want them to, if you really want him not to come back anymore, I guarantee you he wouldn't. 
Yeah, I'm going to say what you always say. Fuck all that. Sis, you need to run up and be with that man. He is where he is. And like CJ says, you have enough information now to make an informed choice. Dead that situation. Because after that, nobody can feel sorry for you. Like, if I was your friend, I couldn't have any sympathy for you because you're choosing that bullshit. You can't complain. You can't cry. You can't pitch a fit about it. You can't have a bitching session about it because you're choosing that blood clot situation. Sorry. Exactly. And oh. so was what first one remember from last week. Was she they said she's been pregnant before or is she currently pregnant? No, she was pregnant before. She's not pregnant now. She was pregnant oh. twice and had two miscarriages. Come on. You you know what the fuck you do. I am I'm, I'm AJ, let's go. I, I can't I can't you know what we got through an episode without too much fuckery. It's time to go. <laughs> oh boy. You can find us at uh on Twitter and Instagram at Lovelust and B A S. You can email us any questions, comments, scenarios, feedback, or anything you'd like for us to tackle. Our email address is lovelustmbas, all one word, at yahoo.com. You can find our episodes on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, Spotify, The Real Midwest Radio, Anchor, and UML. We are proudly part of the Urban Mobile Life family. Um my personal email sorry not my email oh god no my personal instagram <laughs> is badass underscore jones underscore and you can find me on twitter at that jones kid aj1 and i am ceo hayes you can find me at ceo h-a-i-z-e and that has been another episode of love lust and badass so we love each and every one of you sexy motherfuckers and we will see you guys next week <laughs> fellas i wonder what you mind if i talk to you a minute you know, sometimes we have a tendency, or should I say we forget what a woman needs every now and then. That is, if you want to keep your thing together. Listen to me now. Do the things that keeps a smile on the face. No!